This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Total Recall. How would you know if someone stole your mind? Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. Horse noise. And I'm Troy. And yeah, we we don't have a horse here. He's he's phoned in via the soundboard today. Yeah. So Which I figured the the sound horn noise was the best uh, the best uh, impression of Chris Fasser, Factor Fiction that I could give. That's how I feel about it normally. So we're back. Mm-hmm. It's just you and me again. We're horseless, but we are in different areas of the country again. That's true. Back where we belong. All, all is right in the world. Oh yeah, nothing. But, nothing's happened that's not great. That's for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. No. There's been no bombings of anywhere. There's been no IT issues anywhere. Everything's fine. It's all yeah. fine here. It's totally not that dog with everything on fire like in the memes the kids are into. Yep. Uh, all I know is I could use a nice vacation to Mars. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's right. Because we watched Total Recall as suggested, I think, by Horse Lanta, even though he's not here today. Yeah, well, fuck him. Yeah. Oh, so... I, I went to rent this on Amazon Prime, and it was $6 to rent... Or five dollars to buy. Yeah. So I bought it. Streaming shit is out of hand. <laughs> like, why would I rent this for a dollar more than I could pay to just buy it? <laughs> it's absolute well, madness that uh, who? Because somebody weird owns the rights to this. It's all so confusing anymore. Also, six bucks to rent Total Recall, a movie that is nearly 30 years old, is ridiculous. Seems a little excessive. But I didn't pay six bucks, I just paid five. And I was also, that was last week. I did not watch it again this week, I watched it last week. (laughs) So, if my memory is hazy, that's because I didn't get the memory implant afterwards. I mean, get your ass to Mars two weeks three tit there you go i mean that's the high point as long as you got those oh and and my eyes bug out of my head occasionally every so often yep and sharon stone tries to kick my ass yeah that's a that's a different memory (laughs) package yeah that also explains some of my personality aspects i think yeah i i mean it's going to sound terrible, but like Sharon Stone was way hotter in this movie than I remembered Sharon Stone being in, in later movies. But it happens. I also haven't really ever watched Basic Instinct, so maybe that's why. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I ever have. I probably have. Yeah, I don't know. I've seen, I mean, I, cultural osmosis has given me all I need to know about Basic Instinct, I believe. Yeah, I mean... 
Probably. But this isn't basic instinct, it's total recall. Obviously it the is. original one from nineteen ninety, in case you haven't picked that yeah. up. Yeah, no, there's no reason to watch the newer one. I think I did watch it, but I remember zero about it. Yeah, it's kind of like the RoboCop reboot. Equally Which, uh, not memorable. Uh, I believe the Robo Re- RoboCop reboot was actually a decent movie. It it may not have been like as good as the OG one, but I think it was a decent movie. Or maybe I'm thinking of the Dread Dread and like the Judge Dread remake. The fact you're not even sure which movie it is that you're referring to, I feel like really solidifies my point. <laughs> <laughs> the Judge Dread remake has uh, you know Cersei Lannister in it as a drug dealer, and uh, the RoboCop remake has people in it. You're right. It features people heavily. One of them has Carl Urban, but I don't remember which one. <laughs> I think it's Dread. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah, because uh, the guy from Altered Carbon, I think, is in uh, the I RoboCop think, movie. I think right? he's the RoboCop. And Kidman? Michael is Keaton is the OCP guy? Oh, that's weird. I think... I feel like I maybe need to watch the new RoboCop again because I remember nothing about it. Nah. But Joel Kinnaman's the the RoboCop guy, right? I think. Like Murphy? I think so. I don't know. It's so memorable. I remember so much about it. It's overwhelming my senses. If only we could recall anything about this movie. Well, I could recall things about Total Recall. Yeah, well, that's good. That's very good. How about we do that, Chris? How does this movie start? It starts in the actual far-fung future of 2084. Ooh, wow. Not not like the other ones that happened 20 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, fuck me. Uh, And and what's happening in the far-flung future of 2084, Chris? There's a guy. One whole guy? That's all that's Just left one. Left that's, that's all that's left. Why? I thought, is this why the last man or what? <laughs> yeah. There's there's a gentleman. You might have you might recognize him. Yeah. Uh, it's uh what uh Quaid. His name is Quaid in the film. Yes. Yeah. It is Arnold. Arnold. Of course, I mean. Yeah, which, hey, I mean, that was a decent get back then. And he's uh, he's having recurring dreams of uh, Mars. Yep. And a lady. Yep. And breaking uh, spacesuit face masks. Yeah. And his eyes bug out of his head because there's no there's no air pressure to keep them in his head. And he wakes up, much to the chagrin of his wife, Sharon Stone. Yep. She probably has a name in the film, but I don't remember ever hearing it. Yeah. Wow, that this came out of one year before Terminator Two. It somehow feels way older than that, but way newer. Yeah. That's weird. 
Yeah, huh. it's weird. Like, yeah. And he has these dreams of Mars. And he sees a commercial for Recall, spelled with a K, recall. because it's the future, I guess. I don't really know. Recall. 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 And they will basically... Recall <laughs> Recall will implant memories into your brain. For so, like, you don't actually have to go on vacation. You can just remember that you went on vacation. Yeah. Which fulfills the ethically dubious science quota of our cyberpunk checklist. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of a cool idea. I, I, I kind of enjoy that idea. Like, hey, like, if I could remember having done something. Like, if I can remember jumping out of a plane and skydiving and not actually have to do it, I'm okay with that. It's very akin to the to the strange days conceit. Yeah. Yeah, the squids. Yeah. Except for like not as invasive. The squids are not as invasive. The the memory implantation and total recall is very invasive. Well, if it works right, it doesn't seem like it would be. Well, I mean, I don't know. We don't get to see it work right. So <laughs> That's true. We always get to see it go real bad. And uh, so anyway, so he's like, asks his buddy at the rock breaking plant um, if, uh, you know, if he's heard of Recall. And the guy's like, yeah, like, isn't that the place that like lobotomized somebody? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe I should look into them. And the guy's like, I don't think that was the message you should have taken away from that. I do like the fact that in the far-flung future, they're working that Flintstones-ass job of smashing rocks with tools. Yeah, it's a fucking jackhammer. <laughs> and they're trying to talk to each other over the using their own jackhammers, which I'm pretty sure is physically impossible. <laughs> yeah. Also, there's like a giant uh, piece of equipment that was uh, a jackhammer, but at scale... So the idea that yeah. they had a bunch of dudes standing down there with baby jackhavers when they got that giant jackhaver was funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he works construction, Quaid does, and his buddy there is like, yeah, I don't know, my they lobotomized my sister or something. And Quaid's like, that sounds great. Maybe I'll go check it out. Yeah. So he and does. I love that the dude... The dude there, well, I love first that, like, so the lady, the receptionist, has, like, magic color-changing fingernails that she can, like, touch, like, a stylus to a pad and then touch the fingernails and they change color. That was a super cool, like, effect. And just, I'm pretty sure uh, my wife would kill for the ability to do that. It is pretty neat. I like when she tries to hide it. That was funny to me. I don't know. There's yeah. little, the little things are good. And then she's totally flirting with uh, Quaid when he comes in, which I thought was funny. Yeah, she definitely uh, is taking a taking it all in because the dude's fucking yeah. ripped. I mean, it's Arnie in his prime, like yeah. And you know, he's been hauling jackhammers around all day, and uh, and then she like recalls back to her boss. That dude's like the sleaziest fucking salesman, and I love it. Yeah, I you can if if. Listeners don't know this is a Paul Verhoeven movie. Uh with other other films in his oeuvre are Robocop and Starship Troopers, among others. 
he has a lovely Rucker Hauer movie called Blood and Flesh, or Flesh and Blood, one of the two. Flesh and Blood, I believe. It's set back in the medieval times. Yeah, I'm a fan of his work. Yeah, it, it's great, but he he does really good satire, and so this guy being the sleaziest fucking salesman possible is just, like, vintage Verhoeven. Yeah. Verhoeven. And I, I guess, I and uh, Randy Quaid <laughs> decides that, no, I know, I know what I said. <laughs> I'm going to stick with it. He's just going to drain his apartment into the, uh, into the storm sewer later. Shitter is full. <laughs> I guess his plan is to get Mars memories implanted into his head to stop having Mars dreams like what better way to not think about something to make sure you can remember it more clearly i guess i don't it's unclear well, I, I i think it's more that he he's kind of like he's always thinking about mars so if he can if he can't afford to fly there and and do it himself then at least he can like have the memory of having done it and maybe he can let mars go at that point okay fair enough I believe is the 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 thought process there. Not saying it's right, not saying it's good, but I think that's what it is. And he just wants the like two week tourist, moderately priced hotel. I saw the sights package. Until they bring up the idea that maybe he could be a special agent, secret spy man, a secret agent man. Yeah. Among well, you have like, there's options. You could be a playboy or a sports star. Other yeah, yeah. And he's like, I want to be a secret agent, man. And uh, and then so they send they they take his money, send him down to memory implantation. With did that doctor look familiar to you? Yeah, but I don't know why. Yeah, the lady doctor there looks familiar, and I can't remember why either. I'm gonna look her up while we talk. Um, but they go there and they ask him, like, hey, like, well, you know, there's a romance uh, involved in this. So what do you like your... You know, what what kind of woman do you like? Yeah. And, you could pick from six hair colors and three body types. If, if one <laughs> of two personality traits. Yeah. Well, he picks two of three. Because he wants her to be both Sleazy and demure, yeah. And but she has to be. But she wants to. She's athletic. He likes athletic women. Apparently, I mean, I would have checked a voluptuous box, but that's just me. Yeah, there is a there is a certain appeal to that. Um, oh, she played a character in Orphan Black, so maybe that is where I know her from. Uh, like half yeah. the people uh, in this movie, I recognize, but I don't know why. Yeah, well, there's the one guy that you don't recognize, but you should. Also true. Oh, she was the grandma in Orphan, my very first episode. Wow, there's some synergy for you. Yeah. That's wild. With with Pounder. Yeah. That <laughs> classic. Well, CC8. CCH, because how else do you pronounce CCH? <laughs> it's like holla bread. It's pounder. 
Um, Where were we? Implants. Yes. So he. Oh, she was also in. Oh, RoboCop the TV series. I remember that. I assume that was made in Canada. Uh, yes. Uh, it had Blue Mankuma in it. I know that off the top of my head because his name was Blue Mankuma. And when you're like fucking. When did that come out? In uh, 94? When you're 16, you remember names like Blue Mankuma. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, anybody else in there that. Patrick McKenna, who I believe is of red green fame. He was no. in a number of episodes. They don't find you handsome. They might as well find you handy. They'll find you handy. Yeah. He was in nine episodes. He played Umberto Ortega. Which is amazing that Harold Green would play a guy named Umberto Ortega. <laughs> oh, oh, Canada. <laughs> you see what I did there with the... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is their national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Roddy Piper was in a uh, an episode of the Ro- RoboCop the TV series. Wild. He played faked thief Commander Cash. I'm not sure what that means. Faked thief Commander Cash. Those are four words, and they're they're put together like they're a name. Boy, it sounds like somebody just like used a random generator for that. I don't even. Yep. Oh, Gary Wynn Davies was in it. Nice. Uh, that would be uh, Nicholas Knight, to those of you who watch Forever Night. Uh, more, more Canadian TV. Oh, yeah. Nigel Bennett, who played Lacroix. Which is why every time I open up a, uh, a can of Lacroix, I go, Nicholas. Yeah, that's that was- why. He he said like he said that like six thousand times an episode whenever he was talking to Nicholas. Nicholas. <laughs> oh yeah, well uh, Lisa Howard was in it, who played a doctor in Highlander, the TV series, and was also in Earth Final Conflict. Yeah, there's all kind. This is like this is like a who's who of '90s Canadian television, like sci-fi television. It, well, filmed like in Canada, one, I guess specifically. Yeah, this one season. Apparently is just let's get everybody who does Canadian sci-fi television and put them in this show. So anyway, that's the doctor who asks him what kind of stuff he likes, like why, you know, like what kind of woman he likes. Yeah. So they go to zap his braid in the chair. Yep. And he suffers a schizoid embolism. That sounds like a real thing. I mean, those are two medical words, but I don't think they usually go together. Yeah, I mean, I've had in, I've had intentional embolisms in my leg. Yikes! Yeah, no, no, that was a treatment. It was a good thing. Well, I mean, they were intentional, but still, yikes! Yeah, and he has uh he has himself a, a real psychobilly freakout. He yes, he does. That's about as legitimate as a medical term as the other one. Yeah. Thank you, Reverend Horton. He and they go get the salesman because I guess he's going to be able to help this like buff ass Austrian dude freaking out. Yeah. Like, 
quick and get the guy for get Mike from sales. He'll be able to help with this. <laughs> it's more like let him know that we're having another schizoid embolism. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, oh, it happened again. Get sales so they can start covering our asses now. <laughs> yeah, he goes in. Uh, he calls the doctor a dumb bitch for no reason, which was like, "What the fuck are you doing, dude?" It was the it was the very early '90s, Chris. It was 1990. That was the, it was the style of the time. It it was. He just walks in there, and that's like the first thing he says about the situation is, "What you doing, you dumb bitch?" And he's, she's like, "Wait, what? <laughs> Nothing." I have. Excuse me, sir. I have been to medical school. You are lucky that your shirt, that your tie is is ironed. So fuck you. It's doctor dumb bitch to you. I didn't go to eight years of medical school to be to be called dumb bitch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, and so they basically he's like, just get him out of here and dump him in the alley. I'll yeah, all record he was here. <laughs> he just fuck his brain up some more and throw him out. Yeah, just yeah. Give you if you have like a give it like a ninja blender we can shove his face into. Just really fuck him up. <laughs> Come on. And because he, he he's freaking out about how they blew his cover and everything, even though they never actually yeah. implanted anything. No. Well, he was in the process. You don't actually know how much was implanted. Because at first they seem to go for a whole, like, is this real or is this part of the memory thing? Because, like, is he, is he, like, remembering being a secret agent because they implanted it? Like, it's, they don't stick with it very, they don't worry, they don't, I, I don't think they do a good job of selling it for the rest of the movie. But at least here you're kind of like, well, maybe this is just part of the memory where he's, he's trying to protect his cover. I don't know. Yeah, but they get him out of there and manage to avoid liability. Mm-hmm. Classic corporate move. Exactly. They they see why a. Exactly. They put him in a Johnny cab. Oh, Johnny cabs are the best. It's like one of those fucking like old timey animatronics with like like the mouth and the eyes just move, and it's like the mouth like it's like. The just the chin part moves up and down, like the lips don't move or anything. Yeah, it's like a very fancy ventriloquist dummy. Yeah, I love it so hard. And he's like, like where are you going? Like home? And he's like, I don't know where that is. Yeah, so he finally gets taken to like to the subway station. He finally figures managed to figure out that at least. Yeah, they he gets they shove him in a cab to the subway. Where his, and his, his his buddy friend is there. Yeah, his buddy, Mister. They lobotomized my sister. Uh, is there? Yeah, and he's like, "Hey, man, how's it going?" He's like, "I don't feel so great." He's like, "You need some booze. Let's get out of here." Which you know, a true and, friend will. Yep. Definitely go get you drunk after you've had a bad medical experience, I guess. <laughs> or a bad drive through lots of construction. Also that. <laughs> and uh yeah so they uh but then does he start talking or does his friend just start his friend like, tries to get him to go get a drink and he's like nah, i gotta go home man i ain't feeling so good but then a bunch of dudes come down the stairs and just grab him yeah and they pull him under they, the stairs with guns and they beat him a bit 
Yeah, but then I, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, you know, I feel like you know how this yeah. is going to play out, right? Like, yeah, he takes their guns away from them and uses their guns against them. Takes their buddies away from them and uses their buddies against them. Yeah. yeah. And then he kills like five dudes. Yeah, with his bare hands and their guns. And then runs home to tell Sharon Stone all about what happened. And, and he like runs in and she's doing some kind of like tennis instruction thing that looks kind of like VR. Yeah. And he like runs, like shuts the curtains, like turns off all the lights and like is like running down like low in the fucking apartment. Like in case anyone's trying to sh- like sniper through the windows at him. Yeah. He's like, I just killed like a bunch of dudes. Um, maybe I have a secret agent. It's unclear. And Sharon Stone's like, nah, you just, uh, my husband, the construction man. Yeah. And she's like, it's all like a dream or something. He's like, is this a dream? And holds up his hands. And they're just like, coat, like covered in blood. Somehow he got blood on nothing else when he touched it. But, yeah. Uh, it's future blood. That's how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and she's like, oh, well, this changes things. Yeah. I am going. Why don't Why don't you go to the bathroom and clean up, and I will uh, make a quick phone call. <laughs> yeah. I'll so call the police. Yeah, but she don't call the police. She calls Michael she calls... Ironsides. Yeah, dude, I fucking love Michael Ironsides so hard. He's so good. Yeah, I would also call Michael Ironside if I just killed four dudes in the subway. To be honest. <laughs> I mean, what if your but if your wife killed four dudes in the subway, would you call Michael Ironside? I mean, if I could call Michael Ironside, but he's my contact. Like that's what I put down as emergency contact. It's first is Michael Ironsides, <laughs> and then it's my wife. In case of emergency, please contact Michael Ironsides immediately. He'll understand. Yeah, yeah. I'll be like, who the fuck is? Christabel Aloysius Reynolds the third Esquire DDS. I don't know any doctor, lawyer, dentists. <laughs> I mean the one, uh, but and uh, and he sends up uh he hit him and some goons are on the way. Yeah. And and then Sharon Stone tries to kick Arnold Schwarzenegger's ass. Yeah, which is like, mm-hmm, okay. Yeah. It, it goes I mean, about as well as you would imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will say, like, that was one thing. So I liked in this movie that, like, they're like, okay, we have Arnold Schwarzenegger. What kind of job do we give a guy who looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, I know. Construction worker, where he has to move heavy objects around a lot and he's like he's muscular and it works and then it's like well what happens if house frau like sharon stone tries to kick arnold schwarzenegger's ass uh well it doesn't go well just like in this movie (laughs) it reminds me of when my little dog annoys my big dog and my big dog is just like come on stop stop dude just like come on buddy and then has enough, and then just knocks him across the room with zero fucking effort. Yeah. Because that's basically how this goes. Sharon Stone is giving it her all. 
And to to her credit, I think this is all really her. Yeah, they they don't do a lot of like the hair and the face kind of cheats for like stunt woman work with her. Yeah, like I, I think she's. Some, I'm sure there's some stunt work in there, but like they, there's a lot of face shots in the in that fight scene. Yeah, so like kudos to her. It looks like she like really did the thing for the most part. I mean, yeah. But eventually, it just it really is just she tries real hard, and then eventually he gets tired of it and kind of just throws her across the room over a table. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I'm done now, and then he runs off. Well, she tries to uh, yeah. seduce him with her feminine wiles, but it doesn't work. No, no. And he takes off with uh, Michael Ironside and Goon Squad in tow. Yep. And they go down into like the... So one of the things that the subway is a secure area, which means that there's no guns allowed. And so you have to walk through like this like fluoroscope. Yeah. To uh, and they detect guns with it, and so at first, like, and you just can see people's skeletons walking across the screen, which is kind of fun. <laughs> I'd pay to watch people's skeletons walk across the screen. I'm and, sure I uh, have at some point. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess Dismember the Alamo, we kind of did with yeah. the, some of the uh, the skeleton animations they had, and uh, yeah, and then so he gets in there with the gun, and like the alarms go off, and everyone's like, "Oh shit!" Someone actually tried to bring a gun onto the subway through this thing. Like, what kind of idiot does that? And then you just he just like crashes out of the screen at them, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I do like the, like the little comedy bit of his skeleton and. Like, it goes off, and his skeleton is like, wait, what? Why is this going on? Oh, I have a gun. Shit, that's right. I forgot. (laughs) Because in fairness, he's a construction worker. Doesn't typically run through the subway thing with a gun. Right. Yeah. And and then then you see the skeleton turn towards the screen and get bigger and then come crashing out of the screen at them as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And they're like, well... I guess I guess I have lost my job now. <laughs> I'll just lie still here. And he's running off. Uh, starts shoving his way up the escalator, which leads to one of the most ridiculous scenes in this whole fucking movie. <laughs> and it's so good. I forgot this was in it. I knew this yeah. happened, but I forgot how like egregious this is. And according to IMDb, this is heavily edited from the original version. Just Which this one scene yeah. was like got him an X rating. Yeah. And, and it's already just crazy. So he's running up the escalator. There's the goons in front, goons coming up from behind. He grabs just a dude and proceeds to hide behind him, and this dude just gets shot like 144 like- times. Yeah, like every square inch of that dude's body was a bullet hole by the end. So many squibs on this guy. Yeah, I think he was using the bullets embedded in the body to stop other bullets by the end. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, a guy just gets shot. He's going up. The goons show up at the top of the escalator, hides behind the guy, Shoots up the guy. He shoots the goons. Goons coming from behind. He spins around with the guy, still using him as a shield. Yep. And he gets shot another 108 times. (laughs) 
it's, basically he sh- he shoots or ki- or kills he kills like everybody except for Michael Ironside and his assistant. Yeah, glasses. Who's Hacker Man? Hacker Man. Yeah. <laughs> and then off he goes. Yep. He gets. And he gets it. He gets out. A, yeah, go ahead. He goes to the the hotel Ritz. Yeah. You can tell it's going to be classy because it's a neon sign. <laughs> He's putting on the Ritz, just like Taco. And then he gets uh, one of them video calls from a, a guy. Yes. Uh, some guy who claims to know him and says that if he ever disappeared, uh, that he was supposed to give Quaid this... Uh, this this briefcase and so he like leaves the briefcase next to the the payphone and just walks away yeah and so quaid runs down there as fast as he can and there's a lady like an old lady lady who uh goes to pick it up and like and he's like fighting with her over it and and she's like all like like people these days <laughs> even though she was just trying to like steal some fucking suitcase <laughs> yeah she's she's totally aghast that this dude is trying to take the suitcase she was clearly stealing <laughs> the audacity of the kids these days she says yeah <laughs> when 2084 it's uh there's a social contract that it finders keepers is the ultimate rule losers weepers and he gets the the suitcase. It takes it uh, to abandoned industrial area after uh, an action scene involving Michael Ironsides and glasses goon and another Johnny Cab. Yeah, and he heads to the abandoned industrial area because you can't have a cyberpunk movie if it doesn't feature an abandoned industrial area. At least no fa- flaming cars were falling from the sky on this one. Yeah, well, I mean, they can't all be Johnny Mnemonic. Nope. <laughs> and he and finds, the- like, a, a, the world's most inefficient video recorder. Like, a yeah. two-thirds of the suitcase is this giant-ass CRT-looking fucking video player. Yeah, it is literally, like, a portable, like, a portable DVD player if they existed in 1990. That is the size it would be. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. And it's him. It, it is him. Saying, hey, if you're watching this, things have gone real bad. Yep. You, you need, need to, to go one- to Mars. Yep, you need to wet, wet a towel and wrap it around your head. Yeah. Because they, they put a tracker in your head. And you go, in your head. And uh, just like next, it's next to the crayon, and uh, and uh, you're gonna have to remove that. And so he gives them like a fucking like I don't know, like one of those like little grippy claw things. Like you push the little plunger, and the claw comes out of like the round spring area. And then and he's like, you gotta you have to shove it like way up in there, like all the way up in there, Morty. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And so, like, when you hear a crack, good. <laughs> and you're like, ah, I'm not shoving anything up my nose until something cracks. Yeah. 
And the thing it pulls out is the size of like a fucking ping pong ball. Like it's it's like ginormous. It's like a shooter, it's like a shooter marble. It's huge. Yeah, and I'm like, and he like pulls it out of his nostril. I'm waiting for his nostril to just explode as it was coming out. Yeah, and there's no like blood or viscera. He just pops that thing right yeah. the fuck out somehow. Oh, Rob Botton did the special effects on this, by the way. Ooh. Yeah, I saw his name in the credits. I was like, I know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> I know a thing or two about him. So he gets the doodad out and shoves it in a candy bar. That um, the rats go after. Because the goon squad is hot on his trail because after he pulled it out, they could track him again. They couldn't track him before because of the wet towel because future it's technology. Yeah. Decades of research up. and development and it was thwarted by a damp piece of cloth. Rob Botton has an amazing filmography, by the way. I mean, A New Hope, Star Wars Episode Four, A New Hope, Piranha, mm. The Fog, Maniac, The Howling, The Thing, obviously, Legend, Inner Space, one of my fucking comedy movies that's so fantastic, Robocop, Total Recall, Bugsy, Basic Instinct, Seven, Mission Impossible, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Fight Club. Jesus Christ, Rob Button's son. He does good work. Yeah. I'm a fan. And he escapes, basically. The, uh, the upshot is he escapes and he's off to Mars. He's supposed to go to Mars, go to there's the... Money. There's like a fake... There's a fake ID, there's money, and... They says go to Mars, check into this hotel under this name, and everything will be made clear. Yeah. So that's uh that's the plan. It is indeed. And so he does. Oh I'm sorry, it's Batin is uh how you pronounce his last name. Rob Batin, according to IMDB. Trivia. So yeah, so he goes to Mars. Uh, well, we cut to Mars. It is Mars TSA. And a woman of a large stature, like she's tall, uh, broad-shouldered, uh, you know, not skinny. And they ask her, you know, like, hey, are you, know, hey, are you here for business or pleasure? And she's like, pleasure. And she's like, do you have anything to declare? And she's like, I have nothing to declare. And they're like, that's great. And then she says again, like, I have nothing to declare. And they're like, okay. And then she's like, I have nothing to declare. And they're like, this is getting kind of weird now. <laughs> that's absolutely not what, well, not what she says. I don't remember what she says, but something like that. What did I, she say? She's two weeks. How do you not remember that? They say, how long are you going to be here? It, and she says, I two weeks. Eight, eight days ago, Chris, I watched this. You expect me to remember anything? No, obviously, I watch stuff all the time, moments before this sometimes, and I don't remember any I, of it. I don't have a book. You have a book. That's true. <laughs> but she what says two weeks. Chris? 
two weeks. How long are you here for? And she says, two weeks. Yeah. Do you have any fruits or vegetables to declare? Because that's still a real concern in 2084, I guess. And then she says, two weeks. (laughs) Yeah. And then starts flipping out. And this catches the attention of Michael Ironside. Yeah, because he's like, huh. Most people don't have psychobilly freakouts in TSA. Yeah, most people don't scream two weeks over and over and start mumbling and backing up. Yeah. And then, like, and their head twitches in weird ways. Yeah. So he calls the, the security over. Yep. And then... And then... The, the lady... Opens up. Yeah. <laughs> she twists the ear and the cylinder that's entirely too long comes out. Yeah. Because that, that, that's way too long. That would be going all the way through your uh, spine and shit. I like to think that it was like an expanding cylinder. It just collapses down when you push it in. Like one of them uh, one of them novelty swords. Or, yeah, or like those like the wine bottles they use in magic tricks. Or uh, one of them little collapsible cups. Yeah, exactly. And action sequence 14B ensues. Yeah, yeah, they're shooting and people screaming and running and I mean he does he make it out at that point? I don't remember. Or is he They shoot so Michael Ironside shoots at him. He explodes out the dome. Oh, that's right. He shoots through the dome because who the fuck issues their security people weapons that can puncture the dome that is holding all of the air inside the building? Yeah. And then Follow up. Why the fuck is that not an automated system? If the dome is compromised, that something just was like, oh shit, it's been compromised. The sensor reads it. Let's turn it on automatically instead of relying on fucking Michael, the TSA dude, to pull himself across the fucking thing and hit the button. Like, yeah. <laughs> you colonize fucking Mars, but you don't have an automated system for dome ruptures? Like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah. Like, all the fucking doors should shut, and then, like, some kind of screen, like, metal, like, covering should just come down over the dome area and be like, no, no more. Also, I just want to point out, because I thought it was hilarious, when one of the security guards gets sucked out, you can clearly see he's got, like, a TI-81 taped to his arm. That's fucking funny (laughs) as shit to me. I might have to go back and look at that now since I own this movie. Yeah, it's it's one of the security guys when he's getting sucked out. He's holding on to the thing, and for like a split second, you can see it's just a fucking calculator on his arm that's supposed to be his future fucking wrist pad. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty good. Uh. So uh, Quaid manages to get through the blast doors or whatever. Yeah, before they could get shut all the way. And then he checks into the hotel as per his instructions to himself. Yep. He has a a super cyberpunk concept. I love it. Yeah. He has a, like a lock box there from the last time. A lock box. And all that's in it is uh, like a flyer that tells him to go to the uh, pleasure dome or whatever the fuck it was. The last resort. Yeah. It really cut his life into pieces. Yep. (laughs) Suffocation. No breathing. That's ironic. Maybe that song is about Total Recall. 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's all coming together now, boys. <laughs> um It also says something like, you know, for a good time, call Melina. Yeah. And he writes Melina just to make sure he was the one that wrote it. Yeah, because he, he's like, that looks like my handwriting. I'm going to write the the name Melina. Oh, look, it's the same handwriting. So he heads to the last resort, which is in Venusville, which is like the red light district, I guess. Yeah, and he gets uh, he takes a taxi with uh, Gregarious Man number two. Yeah, he got five kids. Yeah. Also, uh, and- Mars is full of mutant psychics. Yes, because, because the dome the dome was cheaply made because they cut costs so that they could you know pocket more money, and it doesn't always protect all the inhabitants from the radiation of the sun because there's no uh, atmosphere to protect them on the planet or magnetic fields, and so uh, some people develop genetic mutations, which some for some reason make them psychic. Yeah, I like the part where they're psychic. Yeah. Like and like little girl can just read his mind or whatever or his future. But so I mean not all of them to be fair. Sometimes you're psychic. No. Sometimes you just so, are weird looking. Some, sometimes you're Hank from Breaking Bad and just have a big skin flap over your face. Yeah. And <laughs> which was wild to me when I realized that's who that was. Yeah. That is weird. <laughs> And uh, he's gonna be at a he's gonna be at a convention near me, and they're like, they're book they're, they're like Billy Nevis Bean from like Breaking Bad. I kind of want to just find like a Total Recall, like. Fucking, oh, you like, should absolutely print out an eight by ten of fucking Tony from Total Recall <laughs> yeah. at your Kinkos, yeah. and have him sign it, and I'll give him money, like because like because you because you, you can buy usually you buy the headshot and then they autograph it, right? So I have to give him the money for the headshot, even though it's not his actual headshot. I had to just give him the other one. Yeah, here's here's five bucks and this picture. Can you sign it, please? I'm your biggest fan. Yeah, I'm a real fan of your earlier work. I've seen everything you've done. Sign this picture of Tony. (laughs) Uh, That's so dumb. Oh, also, I don't know if we mentioned it because I'm not paying attention. Mars is full of rebels. Yes, there is a rebellion going on because they don't want to work the mines because they get paid shit. They don't have enough air. You know, it, it sucks. But, like, you're on Mars with no money. You can't leave. Yeah. So they make them work anyway. So the rebellion is hel- is uh, being helmed by Quato. Quato, yeah. Not spelled how you would think. Oddly enough. Yeah, is it like Q-U-A-T-T-O? Or it's, it's, it's a K-U-A-T-O or something. Like, it's weird. Uh, I don't yeah. know how I would spell that, but that's not how I would spell that. No. But I'm also terrible at spelling, so take that with a grain of salt. We've seen we've seen your posts. Yeah, and there's one I still refuse to change because I think it's funnier that way. <laughs> the, I have something about a bride, right? I, I know exactly which one it is. I'll oh leave that as God. an exercise to the listener. Go. Because K U A T O is how they spell Quato. But it's K-U-A-T-O. like it is clearly spray painted up on stuff that it start is yeah. a K. 
Which maybe Auto just lived. Yeah. So uh Quaid heads to the last resort. <laughs> and there's a sign that says this is the last resort. Yeah. God damn it. I'm gonna have that stuck in my head, Chris. <laughs> I hate you so much. I didn't write this movie. Or did I? No, I didn't. Fucking pop, pop a roach. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, this is where we get the classic three-titted lady scene, which apparently doesn't always exist, depending on the cut of this you watch, which is wild to me. Yeah. I, yeah apparently, if you watch... You know, because... Back in the day, they used to show movies on like broadcast television. They would just edit them. Um, but yeah, so it, she opens up her shirt and she's got three boobs. And the the gregarious taxi driver guy is like, "You maybe wish I had three hands." <laughs> Apparently, it's... they show they show that part on it, but not her boobs. And so everyone's very confused as to why he wishes he had three hands. That sounds like some Mandela effect shit to me. That doesn't sound real. I don't know. I I have not seen the edited version of this, so I can't tell you. I can't either. I couldn't even imagine watching an edited version of this. It's like watching edited RoboCop. Like, what are you even doing? I'm sick and tired of these monkey fighting, fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. <laughs> exactly. I mean, not that that takes away from that movie particularly, but <laughs> it's such a good. That is such a good dumbass rendition of it. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, it's uh, really stupid, but I'm there for it. Because, you know, like, they gave that to, to Samuel Jackson to read, and he was like, okay, this is the proper level of dumb. I will say this. <laughs> yeah, okay, this is stupid enough for me to say out loud. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And uh, he, Quaid meets up with his dream girl from the very, very beginning. It's Melina. Yeah. She is a member of the Rebellion. Uh, she's upset with him because he ran off, and I guess they were sweet on each other, but he don't remember none of this shit. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, the fuck, dude? And he's like, I don't remember shit. And she's like, dude, like, you're... Like, you were, like, the head of security for Ronnie Cox Incorporated. Like, what the fuck? And he's like, I don't I don't remember. I'm Quaid. She's like, yeah, Quaid, you're fucking whatever your name was. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they, they have an argument about him ghosting her and apparently getting married? Yeah. But, I mean, in fairness, like, implant, brain implant, memory shit, all that. I mean... Yeah. So, dejected, he heads back to his hotel, where the, the I guess, head of Recall shows up. You, you might remember him from the commercial earlier. Yeah, he's like, he's the, I don't know, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he's the, 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 the doctor in the computer in Winter Soldier that used to work for Hydra. I don't remember that, that character's name now, that's going to drive me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And he shows up yeah. Yeah. to convince Quaid that this is all a simulation. 
that he's yeah. really still at the recall place and shit has gone fucking sideways and he had one of them uh, psychopathic embolisms or whatever the fuck they called it. <laughs> A schizoid embolism, Chris. Schizoid embolism. And that all he has to do is trust Mr. Doctor Man, Mr. Doctor Man, and take this pill, and that'll yeah, like take, fix if you take it. The blue pill, you'll go back to sleep. And if you take the red pill, you get flushed out of the system. Yeah, and you picked up by uh, Lawrence Fishburne. True, but. The doctor gives it all away on account of he can't control his sweat. That's right. And get shot in the fucking dome for his trouble. Holy shit, that is not the guy from Winter Soldier at all. The doctor. The doctor guy. Like, his voice is super familiar to me, but he has been in almost nothing I've seen. Strange. Babylon, it's Babylon Five. He plays a monk in Babylon Five that I I know. I know exactly who that character is, and what episode he's in. But other than that, I think that's the only thing I know him from. Apparently, it was an episode of The Golden Girls, which came out after this movie. They were just trying to capitalize on it. It's just weird to me. Like The Golden Girls, I don't know where it, when it actually happens, but it was in Arachnophobia. Apparently. We've done that for the podcast. Yes, he was. Now that you say that. Yeah. I recall. <laughs> he played a character on Night Court called Dr. Wiggle. <laughs> Dr. Sure Wiggle. Doctor, Dr. Wiggle. Huh. That's pretty, uh, pretty amazing. I don't know how to feel about that. That sounds like yeah. a stripper name, to be honest. Right? But that is uh that is who he played. Possibly like a mid eighties WWF wrestler. Yeah, there actually was an episode of Night Court where they were prosecuting a woman who an a woman of a certain age who was accused of um having someone pipe in or like having someone like record audio over her performance. And uh, I believe her her response was, and like they were like, "Why are you still like? Why are you still on porn?" And she's like, "Well, if you got the apples, why close the cart?" <laughs> Be fair enough. I don't know that that stuck in my brain from when I was a preteen. I think that's um, that's something to remember <laughs> for that yeah. long. Yeah. But uh, where were we? Oh yeah. Doctor gets dome pieced. Uh, Sharon Stone was also there trying to talk him back down. But she's done. She's done with this shit. She's like, fuck it. Yep. And then... Yep. Er they, well, she gets... Everybody... She gets a... Uh, bunch of dudes bust in, and they manage to subdue him. And they're going to take him down to the service elevator to take him to, I don't know... Someplace. Yeah, well, but but uh, yeah, Sharon. Yeah, so Melina shows up in the elevator. Yeah, as they're waiting yeah, for the elevator like, to come up, she's in the elevator and she lays waste to the motherfuckers. And then her and Sharon Stone get into a fight. And you know what? To this movie's credit, 
especially for the time. Like they actually get in a fight. Like it's not it's just legit, like yeah, it's not the, just slapping chick fight or anything. Yeah, they're not pulling each other's hair and calling each other slut. Like yeah. they're like kicking each other and flipping each other around and shit. Like it's pretty legit. It reminds me of uh um there she was in a bunch of stuff with this vintage. But she was like a legit martial artist, Cynthia Rothrock. Uh, the name does not ring a bell. Yeah, there's a certain action schlock subgenre that she was big in. Yeah, it's okay. kind of like the like the sequels to like Lionheart or American Ninja, like that kind of quality of action film. The martial arts kid. But she was in a lot of that stuff back then, and it kind of like oh, okay. fight to I, win. I think no of her no surrender too, because she was one of the first like women I saw in an action movie that was actually treated like a martial artist and not just like a yeah. lady. Tina O'Brien apparently is a yeah. And there was Tina O'Brien too, but. I mean, shout out to Cynthia Rothrock. I hope things are going well for you. Rage and Honor? Rage and Honor 2? Lady Dragon and Lady Dragon 2? She deserved better than she got. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. I had never heard of her, but you are bigger into the... uh, into that kind of, like, Bruceploitation stuff than I am. Yeah. Like C tier action films from the eighties and nineties. Another one yep. another one of my things. <laughs> so anyway, there's a scrap. Uh Arnold uh shoots her when it's all said and done. And by her you mean uh Sharon Stone in the head. Yeah. Consider that a and- divorce. Yep. And she is actually, though, Michael Ironside's uh, girl? Yeah. Lady, friend, wife, whatever she is? Yeah, it's uh, unclear. They have some sort of relationship, though, which appears to be sexual in nature. By the way, they awkwardly tongue kiss at one point. (laughs) And nothing grosser than a weird tongue kiss, right? Like, that was just off-putting. Yeah, it's like, I'm contractually obligated to put my tongue in your mouth, but I am not happy about it. I don't think either one of them were to be a fair. Yeah. I couldn't imagine that's like your day at work one day. You show up to work and they're like, okay, tongue kiss this person. I'm like, well, that's weird. Okay. Which kind of surprised me because given like Arnold Schwarzenegger's history of like philandering and stuff, you think he'd been like, I need to put my tongue in Sharon Stone's mouth? Yes. But he apparently was not excited about it from the, the the what they put up on the screen. And they they escape because they are like they they go out of the hotel. Arnold and uh, Melina. Melina, they start going down in front of the dome, like climbing down. Glasses guy goes to take the shot, but then he remembers because he's not a maniac. Oh yeah. Dome. Michael Ironsides don't uh, give a fuck. 
Also, Ronnie Cox, who is the... Uh, I know him best as the senator on Stargate SG-1. He's always trying to shut down a Stargate project. He would. Um, but he also... I think he's in RoboCop, right? Doesn't he? He's one of the OCP guys. I think he's like the, the OCP the guy. Right, he gets replaced later on by someone uh, in later movies. But, yeah, uh, Max von Sydow, right? Doesn't that who replaces him later on? I think. I'll be honest. The only thing I remember from like RoboCop Two is Nuke, and uh, that and that kid. <laughs> RoboCop Three, he gets a jetpack. Yeah, that's literally all I remember from RoboCop Three. Is he has a jetpack, and it that's it. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, anyway, where was I? Where was I? Uh, oh, yeah, Ronnie Cox is the leader of Mars. I, and I, by that leader of Mars, I believe he is like the CEO of Mars Corp <laughs> kind of leader. Like, it is not a democracy. It is a uh, it is a corbocracy. Yeah, because he owns the air supply, not the band, but the actual, like, <laughs> supply of air. Why Why is every Air Supply song just jump out of my head as soon as you say that, Chris? <laughs> are they all out of love? Is that, is, I'm all out of love. Is that Air Supply? Um, without you. I don't know. It is. Yeah. That's, thank you. That's the only one I know. You want uh, Papa Roach songs, I'm your man. You want Air Supply songs, <laughs> find somebody else. Making love out of nothing out of all? Come on, Chris. That's not even a sentence. Making love. No, I'm sorry. Air supplies. Yeah, air supplies got at least two hits. <laughs> wow. Anyway. <laughs> so they they escape. They head back to uh, Venusville. Holy shit, they're still touring. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Your fucking air supply, like. I saw Tears for Fears last year, so I guess that shouldn't be too surprising. <laughs> oh, they're gonna be in Mansfield on March sixteenth next year, Chris. Who air supply or Tears for Fears? I'm kidding. It doesn't change my decision to not see it. <laughs> air supply. <laughs> I'm not driving to Mansfield unless they're at the prison. I'd go see that, but. Now Just, they're at the Renaissance Theater. I don't know where the fuck Mansfield is in Ohio, so... North for me, but everything's north for me, so... <laughs> You're like the, the at the tip of Ohio. Just the tip. Just the tip. Just to see how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Hey, say what you want about Ohio, but we're all about legal weed and abortions now, so... That's right. <laughs> Congratulations on your your fellow voters. Finally, something I can get behind. I just like that we said, you know what? That Republican governor that we elected last time is kind of psycho. So we're going to vote for Democrats in the legislature now. Finally. Anyway. Uh, we, yeah. Let's not get too far in the weeds of state politics. That's true, because almost probably none of our almost none of our listeners live in the states we do. That's true. Or country. Well, half of them don't even live. In, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't even live in the same country. 
so they escape. They're back at Venusville. They they go and they go through a secret passage with Benny because Benny found them. Yep. Benny being the gregarious taxi driver. Yeah. Uh, the goon squad shows up. Basically just starts shooting up the place. Melee ensues. Well, by melee, I mean gunfight. Yeah, there's a, there is a a little person stripper who just wrecks shop on on the people. Yeah, she shanks glasses, goon, and then just starts lighting up the place with an SMG, which is pretty sick. Yeah. <laughs> and all all three boobs got shot though. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Try titty. Rest in peace. Yeah. Sorry, that is probably the only thing people know you for. You're probably a better actress than that. Probably, but when they give you a third boob, you know, what else can you do? Talk about yeah. typecast. Yeah, get work with what you got. Yeah. You still got that third tit? No, that was fake, guys. Like, did yeah. you honestly think that was real? Because it wasn't. Actually, no, the, the nice thing, though, was that Kevin Smith cast her in Mallrats, so. <laughs> is that true? I don't remember mall rats. No, mall rats, they go to like the flea market and the psychic lady pretends to have three nipples, but like it's a piece of chewing gum or something. <laughs> it's a th- three nipples, three tits. That's where I was going with that. I haven't seen mall rats in like 20 years. I have seen movies in the same building that the flea market was set in because they turned it into an AMC. That's fucking wild. Yeah, because I've literally seen movies where a movie was filmed. Weird. Yeah. Well, New Jersey, it's New Jersey. It's weird. That's true. I live in a place where movies were filmed, so what are you going to do? Not my house, me? but the, the town. Me me too. They, they filmed uh, part of Wonder Woman 1984, like, two miles from my house. They filmed a series of movies nobody's ever seen here. Milk Money. Like I said, a series of movies nobody's ever seen. Is Milk Milk Money part of a series? No, they filmed Harper okay. Valley PTA back in the seventies. I've seen that. Uh, that I, that, I went that movie. That was my junior high school. I like that movie. The school <laughs> was where I went to junior high school. I watched that. I must have been like fucking seventeen when I watched that. <laughs> um, I had like three or four Hallmark movies got filmed here. Well, that's good, you know, drinking game stuff. So that's what Hallmark movies are good for: is drinking games. Well, what do you do? Drink because it's on and you're watching it. No, so. you, no, like every time like certain <laughs> things happen, you know, like you take a drink. Like every time the lady work like a lady every time a lady is working in a big city, take a drink. Every time she mm. goes home to her rural area, take a drink. Every time she gets stuck there, take a drink. Every time she meets the handsome guy who owns a farm or some other kind of like local business, take a drink. You'll be fucking shit faced after one or two of those movies. You'd probably be dead. <laughs> it's like if you don't ever try to like watch Star Wars and like take a drink every time R2-D2 beeps because you will die that just seems like bad foresight yeah it, it does indeed it, it, lack of, it is lack of foresight so, so what's going on any, 
Uh, they are escaping into the tunnels behind the last resort. Mm. Uh, yeah, gunfight. Yeah, gunfight. Goon Squad uh, bails because they're going to basically shut the oxygen off to the sector. Yep. While they, they run off and they make their way to the Rebels' headquarters. Which is way down in the cave system. Because they do a lot of mining here, also, turns out. So they make their way to the Rebel headquarters. Because Quato wants to meet Quaid so he can use his think meat powers to you know, rejuvenate his original memories and not them fake ones because turns out Quaid knows something about Mars, I guess. So they're getting ready to meet Quato. And this is where we learn a thing or two about Quato. Quato is a mutant chock full of psychic powers and he's gonna mind meld with Quaid yes. to get um, Quaid yeah so that way he can unlock his locked memories because Quaid knows stuff he ha- he has the key to saving Mars in his brain, so they're going to hack his brain with uh, a mutant instead of a dolphin. Yeah. Also, the mutant just lives in this guy's like stomach. It's weird. It's confusing. Yeah. It's like, like only one of them can be awake at a time, I guess. Like it's I, The yeah. rules are unclear, but it sure seems yeah. like only one of them can be driving. It is super wild, and I love it. <laughs> did we? Yeah, did you mention that... Um, uh, what's his name? Was a mutant, the gregarious taxi driver? Uh, no, it turns out he's a mutant. That's how he gets on the good side of the rebellion. Because he's like, yeah. hey, I got a fucked up hand. We're all friends. Yeah, I, I got like a fucking pincer arm thing. Yeah, and I'm like, nah, that is pretty fucked up. Yeah. So, and so Quato mind melds with Quaid. Yeah, and this is where we learn that in the mines, because they mine mineral yeah like unobtainium or something yeah i forget what i forget what the fuck they call it thurbium or something and that's what makes them all the money but they found this million year old martian device that uh probably well it definitely creates some sort of exothermic reaction (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they don't really know what it's going to do, but they're pretty sure it's going to, like, be wild. Yeah, whatever it does, it's going to do it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> On all night long. <laughs> yeah, whatever happens, it's going to do it a whole bunch, and then, uh, it'll it'll stop eventually, probably. <laughs> Maybe. They're actually worried it might just be, like, a chain reaction that they can't stop. Yeah, it's either going to do something... Uh, up to or not limited to exploding the planet. Yeah, it would be really good 
or really bad. We don't know which. Yeah. Which, like, it's implied that they know exactly what it's going to do by the Rebels, but when did you, like, you see the flashback part, it seems pretty clear that their science man is like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like, yeah. what the fuck do I know about million-year-old Martian bullshit? Well, I think the Rebels might know because they're psychic. Okay, I guess that's true. You have the psychic mutants that are like, hey, you know, we probably should you know, activate the reactor because good things will come. And everyone else is like, are we sure? <laughs> are we 100% sure? <laughs> yeah, this seems like we really should run the numbers on that one at least a couple of times before we just yeah, I, green light it. How psychic are you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like... 12. I don't know. Is there an older psychic I can speak to? Maybe he's done this a little longer. Yeah, do you have a psychic manager I can speak to? Yeah, I'd like to speak to your psychic manager. I'm not trying to be a Karen about this shit. <laughs> Just maybe uh, looking for somebody who's been psychic for longer than puberty. Yeah, or pre-pubrescent. Yeah. I'm psychic. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Turn on the reactor. Yeah, um, I remember. I remember going through that part of life, and I was too busy cranking my hog to give you reasonable psychic predictions. So maybe find somebody a little older to talk to. Is all I'm saying. (laughs) But yeah, so but it turns out that uh, shockingly, uh, gregarious taxi driver was working for the bad guys. And leads them to Quato's hideout, and they just come busting through the rock walls with whatever, like, rock-busting wall devices they have. Yeah, industrial drill thing. Yeah. And And they try to... eats it. Yeah. They kill Quato, and Quato's, I don't know, host. Brother? Yeah, because wouldn't they be... I'm still wildly confused about how all that works. Like, Are they conjoined twins? Like, I'm not... Yeah. I guess maybe. Yeah. But only the one of them psychic? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's fair. It's weird. It's weird and confusing. Yeah. But it's fine, because he's dead now. Yeah, he's he's gone. But he says, turn on, activate the reactor as he's dying. Yeah. Quaid. And they grab Quaid and Molina and take them back to headquarters mm-hmm. where uh, we get plot twist uh, 3.7 alpha. Which and that it- is that Quaid was a personality that they had created between Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ronnie Cox and that they had planned all this from the beginning so they could figure out who the fuck Quato was and end the resistance. And now that he has done that, they're going to restore uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's previous personality. Yeah, I do like the fact that after the reveal, Arnold Schwarzenegger's like, I guess it went all according to your plan, super easy, huh? And Roddy Cox's like, no, it was actually fucking incredibly difficult and a bunch of bullshit. I'm surprised it worked at all. Jesus fucking Christ, do you realize how convoluted this was? Yeah. This fucking asshole over here kept shooting at you the whole time. Not helpful. Not exactly what I wanted to have happen. 
<laughs> but I just I like that the conceit of like the villain after his villain speech just like no actually this was incredibly hard. Yeah, no, I never like <laughs> one out of ten would not do again. <laughs> yeah, this was so fucked from the very beginning. I only agreed to it because I really like you in like not Quaid form. Yeah. You're you're my you're my best friend in real life, so I need you to go back to being that guy. It's so fucking weird. Like the whole plan is so fucking weird. I love it. And they just fucking like lampshade it in the movie too, which is fantastic. So they take him to the recall chairs to recall the original recall. Well they're gonna they're gonna put Quaid back to defaults, but they're also going to make Molina. Yeah, they're going to put him back at his reset his factory settings. <laughs> yeah, but then they're going to make Molina a proper wife, which is like yeah. gross, but. Yeah. She's going to be sleazy and demure and athletic, apparently. Yeah, and not have all that obnoxious self actualization and free will. Yeah. Yeah, why not? She does spit in uh, Ronnie Cox's face, so good on her. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of stuff with people spit in people's faces, but that happens a couple times in the, the Twisted Metal show on Peacock. I don't think people also, spit in enough people's faces. And multiple times someone is told to eat someone's ass, so that's pretty good, too. That's pretty good. And not like in a sexual way. It's meant as an insult. Less good. Well, you know, it happens. <laughs> um... So they go to recall to put them back, fix their brains or break them, depending on your stance. Yep. Uh, Quaid gets out, like pulls the whole like arm. They're like, they're strapped into these things and he pulls the whole like wrist strap thing out and like shanks a guy yeah, with it. The, yeah. Like the armrest. Yeah. Which is gnarly. Yeah. I don't know why that stuck and, with me ever since I was a kid when he pulls that thing like, out. It just puts like the like the point of it like right in that dude's neck. Like it is, it is fucking wild, and I love it. And they escape again for like the ninth time. Yep. But now they're gonna head down to the reactor. Yes, the reactorb. Yeah, but they get caught by uh, Benny and the Jets. Uh, no, just a singular Benny. Jets are not here. The, oh, okay. The Jets weren't down for all of his uh, uh, selling out to the Corpos. Yeah, they're just they're walking down that yellow brick road right now. Uh, Benny tries to run him over with a drill thing. The the like the drill thing they used to break into yeah. the headquarters of the rebels earlier. It's a borer, Chris. A, is the term you're looking for? Borer. Um, yes. He he gets killed by small borer, smaller borer. Oh, oh cuz like he get, Quaid grabs a drill, like like it's a fucking like masonry drill. Yeah. Like a, like a handheld like fucking like 2 foot long bit masonry drill drills through the outside of the borer into uh Benny's head. Yeah. And kills him. And then they make their way to the the device, the reactorb. Mm-hmm. Uh, would we got they fight, Mi- with, they fight Mi- with Michael Ironside? 
Yeah, there's this big shootout with the goon squad. Oh, we forgot to mention the hologram duplicator thing. Yeah, there's a hologram duplicator. Yeah, like you put it on your wrist and it creates a hologram across the way and then everything you do, it does. And they use that to great effect in in this fight to get people to either shoot each other or to shoot at something something that's not there so they can then sneak up behind them and take them out. Yeah, there's even the the double blind hologram fake out. Yeah. Oh, you think I'm a hologram? That's funny. I'm not. Bam. <laughs> and he just shoots a bunch of dudes. And I'm like, that's fucking stupid. I'm on board. <laughs> yeah. That's real dumb. I'm glad you did it. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, I mean, like, if, if I... If you, yeah. Oh, we'll just assume it's a hologram. Not now, bitches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Michael Ironsides gets got. Uh, they fight on an elevator. It's it's fine. Oh. It's whatever. It happened. Yeah, yeah. It's a bummer he didn't go out a little f- more fun. Yeah, but you know, I mean, he he served his purpose. He died like he lived. As Michael Ironsides. Yeah. <laughs> they and and then Ronnie Cox shows up. Yeah, he built, like villain monologues all over the place. Yeah, like a lot. Yeah, basically, you know, blah blah blah, power, blah blah, money, blah blah. Join me. And yeah. together we can we can dominate the galaxy. Blah blah blah. McQuaid ain't having it. And he turns on the reactor. Which is it's designed for an alien hand, and it's a four-fingered hand. Well, three counting the thumb is four. And so to activate it, Quaid just puts two of his fingers together and and smashes it in there. <laughs> Which I was like, that's so dumb, but it so works at the same time. Yeah, it's like, oh, as long as it fits, right? That counts. And yeah. I, apparently it was right. Gonna do that four-knuckle shuffle on it. And the uh, the thing happens. It turns out, luckily enough for everyone, it terraforms the planet with a breathable atmosphere. So, that's cool. Uh, but Ronnie Cox does get kicked out of the Mars Dome early enough that his face explodes out of his face. It's true. Yep. And then Quaid's and Melina's faces almost explode out of their faces, but then the the atmosphere kicks in in time to give them air pressure to push their eyeballs back in. Yeah. Well, let's let's not get bogged down in the science of all of this. Let's just enjoy. I didn't I didn't I was not talking about science at all. That was me. I was saying that to myself. Okay. Yeah, I was like I was talking about zero science. Let's not worry about terraforming an entire planet, giving it a breathable atmosphere and increasing the oxygen levels to a point where you wouldn't die immediately in like 12 and a half seconds. That's not important right now. Alien technology is equivalent to magic, Chris. Yeah, okay. See, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm not worried about it. It's totally fine. And then they have a kiss and then goes white. Yep. The end. That's it. Total recall. Recalled. Almost totally. There you go. So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? I like this movie. I mean, it's Total Recall from 1990. I don't see how you couldn't like it. Uh, they swear a whole lot. 
much more than I remember them swearing. Boy, they say fuck a whole lot in this movie in a way that you would find almost off-putting sometimes. Like, it works, but they say fuck. I didn't even notice. All the time, (laughs) which I only notice because in this day and age, like, you get, like, one F-bomb a movie before it hits, like, R. So they went all in on their... I assume this is R. Just by the way, oh, that yeah. guy got shot on the escalator 127 fucking times. <laughs> yeah, it's an R-rated movie. Um, well, it had it had triple boobs on it, Chris. Of course, it's an R-rated movie. But it's it's fun. It's it's like two hours long, but it doesn't feel two hours. It for a movie this long of the age that it is, it's paced real well. Uh, there is enough. It gives you enough buy-in on everything that even the dumb shit just is. You're like, that's fine, that works. I'll, I'll, I'll accept it because it, it's fun. The characters are all, everybody's doing their best. Like, I mean, Michael Ironsides is great because he's Michael Ironsides. Arnold's Arnold. Like everybody's just knocking it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, Sharon Stone's not given a lot, but she does a lot with what she's given. Yeah. It's it's just fun. It's a fun sci-fi romp. You can't go wrong. If you've never seen it, I mean, I find that hard to believe, but go <laughs> go ahead and watch it. Don't watch the weird version, I guess, that exists. On yeah, Don't watch the 20 If it starts with a 2 for the date, just just don't watch it. And don't watch the edited version. You're doing yourself a disservice if you're watching this edited because it's probably like 47 minutes long. (laughs) I think what do you do with all the fucks when they edit it or that guy getting shot up on the escalator? You just had to pull that whole scene out. And that that right there is easy, like four minutes. That takes forever. They shoot that dude so much. (laughs) But it's, it's worth it. It's fun. It's a classic for a reason. Is it cyberpunk? I don't know. After watching several things that proclaim to be cyberpunk, I've learned that cyberpunk doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it is certainly dystopian <laughs> science fiction. Yeah. And it, Sci- does, it does involve memory erasure and replacement and stuff. So I'm going to call it it's cyberpunk enough. Yeah. Cyberpunk is probably the most subjective film genre that exists. <laughs> yeah. It's not like a rom-com where you're like, nope, that's a rom-com for sure. Yeah. But it's fun. I say watch it. You could definitely do worse and apparently just buy it because it costs you like a dollar more. Who cares? Costs you a dollar less. Or a dollar less somehow. That's madness. (laughs) What do you say, Troy? I love this movie. Um, You know, it's it's a big nostalgia bomb for me, but also I think I I also love uh, a lot Almost every movie I've seen adapted from a Philip K. Dick story I have enjoyed, including Payback starring Ben Affleck um, and Imposter starring Gary Sinise uh, and even Minority Report starring Tom Cruise. There's so many fucking stories that are adapted from Philip K. Dick novels or short stories, and this is one of them. Um, And so I that that also is a thumbs up for me from that. I, it's a good movie. It's Paul Verhoeven knows his shit. He does a great job directing it. Uh, the The fucking script is bonky donkey in the best ways. Um, 
it's yeah i just we'll just fucking watch it it's total recall 1990 just watch it exactly yeah so what are you watching next week chris or the week after or the week out what are we watching next what happens next time we're gonna watch dolls As suggested to us by Kylie so long ago, and we teased it once, and then we gave a cyberpunk fucking October, which turned into halfway through November, and then I mean, some of us are going to be available and some aren't for November and December. So who the fuck knows what the fuck we're watching when? Whenever we put another episode out, it's going to be dolls. Yeah. Yeah, Stuart Gordon. That's all you need yeah, to know. Thank you. Thank you, Kylie, for suggesting it. So what if other people would want to suggest a thing or whatever, or you know, the thing? I mean the best way is to go to discord.slarspencess.com, go to the hashtag movie requests channel and request it there, and I will let you know when I've added it to the list. You can also email us at slarosprincesspodcast at gmail.com, or you can reach out to us on Facebook, where we're Slaros Princess. Uh, uh, if you would like to support us financially, you can go to patreon.slarosprincess.com or store.slarosprincess.com and purchase all your best Christmas gifts there. I'm getting my wife so much stuff from store.slarosprincess.com, and she's going to be so angry about it. Um, if you, anything else about this the the show, just go to starspences.com and click on links, and eventually you'll get you'll find something you're interested in. Yeah, or uninterested in. We just want the engagement. More, yeah, more likely uninterested in, but you know, gotta try. Yeah. So come back next time for dolls. And what our podcast think about movies? We'll drink two beers and a shot about movies. This podcast is over. It's just jamming everything into one pipe.